0: I want you to turn with me this morning to Psalm 23. Psalm 23, most of you, if not all of you, could quote this verse. I want to draw your attention. I believe that the Lord has made clear where he wants our attention in this moment. I want to draw your attention to one familiar verse. We could take some time to look into this entire psalm. We read this psalm frequently at funerals and moments of grief. I've read it very often visiting folks in the hospital. Probably been requested to read this more than any other passage of Scripture. <clears throat> I've heard people often say, this is the passage that saw me through. It is a, it is a poetic picture of our God. It is more than poetry. It is... Um, the imagery that God has often chosen to to manifest himself to his people, to present a a role and a picture of who we are in relationship to him. You know this verse, if you know it and you wanna read it, let's just read it all together out loud. Psalm 23 and verse one. Let's just read the first verse, uh, read it out loud together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. A child was praying one night and prayed this verse and got it a little mixed up, and I think probably hit on a strong truth from it. And she said, the Lord is my shepherd, that's all I want. That really captures the thought of this psalm. Can I draw our attention just for a few moments this morning to that phrase, the Lord is my shepherd, because the I shall not want means I shall not lack, and it is based on that simple truth, the Lord is my shepherd. I would draw your attention to the very first word, it's an article in the English language, but he is the Lord. There is only one, there is no other God, there is no other Lord, he is the Lord. I'm glad for that. Because this world worships a lot of idols. I am tempted to worship a lot of idols. I am tempted to look in my need, in my wants, in what I I lack. I am tempted to look to a lot of other places. Some of you are going through moments of need uh, right now. You need emotional strength. You need comfort. You need physical strength. You need healing. You need a lot of things. And there is a tendency to idolize and to look and to expect help in other places, but he is the Lord. The Lord. Who are we talking about? The one. He is, I am God and there is no other one like, there is no other like me. I think it's important for us, that seems like such a basic truth, but I know that it is important for us from time to time to be reminded that he is the Lord. The second word, of course, is Lord. If you look at your scripture, you'll notice that all four of these letters in the word Lord are capitalized. This is speaking of Jehovah. This is speaking of the covenant God of Israel, the one who has made covenant with you. This is more than just any other God. All the other gods you barter with. You want a good crop, you sacrifice an animal, and you get paid with good crops or fruitful herds. You you appease, you trade. That is not the way our God works. He works in grace. I'm glad that when I have needs, I don't have to hope that I have somehow appeased God. I have a shepherd who loves me. I have a Lord who loves me, and he is the one who is the Lord over all. And yet, though He is the Lord over all, He is the one who has entered into a loving relationship with me. I do not come to Him as just some mere advocate or or, or worshiper. I come to Him as one that He loves and cares about. When you have needs, when We need that one scarred hand. When we have needs that we need Him to supply, we do not come to Him fearful, wondering if He's going to care. We have such a high priest that has been touched with the feelings of our infirmities and was in all points tempted like as we are. He knows what we are feeling. He knows what we are going through. People around you may not know, but the Lord knows, and He is a covenant God. He is one who keeps covenant. You Remember the story in Genesis where Abraham's supposed to make covenant with God, and you have this really bizarre story that doesn't make a lot of sense to us because we don't make covenants anymore, and Abraham gets an animal, and he cuts it up in pieces, and God says, I want you to lay these pieces out, and I want you to... Watch over them. Seemed like a pretty bizarre thing to do unless you're in the butcher business. And, and so Abraham gets the sheep and he cuts it up. And he, what he is doing is he is preparing a covenant ceremony. God's saying, I'm getting ready to make covenant with you. And the birds come and Abraham has to scare them off. And Abraham starts to get sleepy and the truth is, is that Abraham is physically incapable of, of keeping covenant with God. God's saying, Abraham, you can't even stay awake and keep the birds away. How are you going to keep covenant with me? And as Abraham dozes, he sees a lamp that passes between the pieces of meat, the pieces of the offering. And there was a covenant walk that they made between those, and it would basically make, it would bind the two parties together. And that is the Lord that the psalmist is talking about. He is the one who has entered into a covenant with us that we are incapable of keeping. Only he can keep that covenant. So every time you see that word Lord and you see all four letters capitalized, it's more than just a master. He is the one who is Jehovah. He is the one who is Lord over all. And he is the one who has entered into covenant with you and with me. That ought to blow every one of us away because not a one of us deserves it. And we come to Him, and that's the Lord. The Lord is. Any moment that you are living in is an is moment. What I just said is now a was moment. What's gonna happen is gonna be a will be a moment, but in a moment that will be a moment will become an is moment. But very quickly, it's now a was moment. You see how that happened? Y'all pay attention, keep up with me now, folks. We gotta, it's always an is moment. I'm glad that God is an is God. He said, not I was, not I will be, my name is I am. He is at all times and in all places. Have you ever called on someone or called on something that was supposed to help you but they weren't available when you needed them to help you? They might have meant well. I'm glad that the Lord who keeps Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. He is an is God. The Lord is. At any moment in time, the Lord is what? My shepherd. The next word, he's my shepherd. You know what? I'm here to tell you. I'm trying to give you a truth that will help you to know that he's your shepherd. But you know what blesses me far more than the fact that he's your shepherd? I'm glad he's your shepherd, and I'm glad that whenever you're going through anything, the Lord will be there. I'm glad he's my shepherd. And every single one of us can say he's my shepherd, and it'd be so. Because he's not just the shepherd of a whole flock, he is the shepherd of every individual sheep. He's the one that cares about me. He's the one that knows what's going on in my heart and in my mind. And when I can't stand, when I can't see, when I can't seem to make it through another moment without losing my breath, when I feel the burdens of this life, beginning to constrict and begin to press and the, the diagnosis from the doctor begins to weigh on my heart and my mind. And when the word that I've lost another loved one and a friend, or another friend is about to die and that begins to weigh on my heart and my mind and there are those around me that are carrying burdens and very often the burdens that we carry for those we love are heavier than the burdens we carry for ourselves. I'm glad that he's my shepherd. And when you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't sleep because of all that's going on in your life, he is my shepherd. He's the one that takes care of me. And then I love that word shepherd. What does a shepherd do for a sheep? I love that God compares us to sheep. You've heard all this, you know this. You know that sheep are not the brightest animals in the the world. I remember hearing a story years ago about a a pastor who was um, preaching in a place, and so he stayed in one of the homes of the families in the church, and they were a shepherd. And he said that um, there was a group of sheep in in the field, and in the field, part of the field, there was a small wood, and there was a trail that went through the woods. And the trail circled through the woods and came back around, so it was just a circular path. He said that one of the sheep, for some reason, uh, got on that path. And you know what sheep do. They follow whatever's in front of them. That's why they'll follow a shepherd. They have to be led. They don't, they're not good at being driven. And so the sheep got on the path. Well, the next sheep got on behind it, and the next sheep, and the next sheep. And apparently, there was just enough sheep to be about the length of the path because just as the, first sheep, uh, the last sheep was getting on the path, the first sheep was coming back around. And so you know exactly what happened. The first sheep saw the last sheep get on, and so he followed the last sheep. And he said they just started circling that path, each one just following the one in front of them. And there was always a sheep in front, so they all kept following. He said he sat there and watched them for almost an hour. Just go in circles, go in circles, until finally the shepherd came and guided one of those. All he had to do was just divert one of the sheep off the path. And he got them all off the path. And they just said, how many times in our lives do we just go in circles? And we just go in circles because we're following whatever's in front of us. Hey, this looks good. Let's do this. I've heard stories of sheep that are going down a path and... Something will startle a sheep at one point, and every sheep behind that sheep, even if whatever startled at first one is not there, they they will jump at the same spot because they saw the sheep in front of them jump. And I think to myself, it's no wonder God calls us sheep. You know, it's one of the most used images in the Bible. It's not very complimentary of us, but it's pretty accurate of us. It's very accurate of our God. The sheep has to have a shepherd with it at all times. You ever realize you need God at all points in your life and at all points in your day? There is not a time in your life when you don't need your shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And if you read down through this Psalm, you'll see all the ways that a shepherd cares for a sheep. He leads me beside still waters. Why? Because the rushing waters are dangerous for the wool of the sheep. They'll pull the sheep down And drown the sheep. But a sheep doesn't have enough sense to stay away from it. And so God leads us by the still waters. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads me into green pastures. He takes me in places that are healthful for me. And beneficial for me. And God is always at work in my life. Even when as a sheep, I'm too, pardon me using this term, I'm too stupid to see it. He provides for us, he protects. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You know what the rod is? The rod is that weapon that a shepherd can wield that will kill the attacking animal. It's a a small piece of wood with a knob on the end. And I've heard of shepherds in Africa and the Middle East who can throw it at great distance with great accuracy. It is also used occasionally to knock the sheep on the head, not to harm the sheep, but to get some sense through that thick skull. Do you begin to see how this looks like us. None of y'all are thick headed, are you? Any wives wanna say their husbands are thick headed? or I know the husbands have got more sense than to say anything about. It's not just husbands and wives. Let me tell you, if you're human, uh, we're thick headed and God has to get our attention, thy rod and thy staff and the staff, that crooked shepherd's staff that reaches around and pulls the sheep back to the shepherd all the way to the end of this Psalm where he says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Someone has said that God's two sheepdogs are following us. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Why? Because we need somebody to come along behind us and nip at our heels occasionally. What am I pointing us to? I'm just very briefly this morning trying to point us to a phrase that we often look at, and I want to remind you of how wonderful it is that the Lord is my shepherd. I don't know what pasture you are in. I don't know what trail he is leading you on. I don't know what is going on in everyone's life. I know some, and I know enough just from human experience to know what God knows, that we always need a shepherd. And this isn't just an Old Testament truth. You Remember what Jesus said in John chapter 10? Jesus upped it a little bit. He didn't just say, I'm the shepherd. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. And let me tell you what he did for us. He loves us so much. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. When you read that phrase, the Lord is my shepherd, I want to remind you that your shepherd went to a cross for you. If you're here this morning and have never trusted Christ as your Savior, I want you to know that this shepherd does more than just take care of his sheep. This shepherd gives his life for the sheep. He laid down his life. He was beaten. He was bleeding. He was beaten with a cat of nine tails. He had a crown of thorns crushed into his head and his blood shed. Why? Because that's how much our shepherd cares for us. And he did that to make us a part of his flock. So to those of you who have trusted Christ, if you ever ponder maybe, does my shepherd care for me? You remind yourself of what we looked at last week you remind yourself of the cross because the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Every need he supplies, the Lord is my shepherd. Because of that, I shall not want. Don't interpret that word want for I desire something. The word want means to lack, to need. I have no needs because he's my shepherd. Every need he supplies. Are you glad the Lord is your shepherd? Whenever you feel challenged, this week ahead, some of you will hear news you don't know right now. It is yet to come. You will be perhaps blown away by it. You'll hear of a friend that has cancer. You'll hear of someone that has passed. You'll get a new burden added to your shoulders. When you do that, here's what I want you to remind yourself. I want you to go back to this verse and I want you to say to yourself, the Lord is my shepherd. That truth is what will get us to the master's house. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What's your needs? What's your what's your burdens? What's your cares? Give them to the shepherd. The Lord Jehovah, the one who is above all is my he's my shepherd. There have been times in my life. I've not gone through what some of you have. I understand that. I'm not trying to compare. There have been times in my life I would not have made it had it not been for my shepherd. Just would not have. So when I say to you, whatever you're going through, He's a shepherd, I know what I'm talking about. In our Sunday school lesson this morning, David said, I'm afraid I'm gonna sleep the sleep of death. Except God delivered me. My heart is overwhelmed this morning because I know some of your burdens but it's joyful this morning because I know your shepherd. Will you say that phrase with me one last time? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Father, thank you that you are our shepherd. I pray that what you have said to us this morning through the songs we have sung, and what you say to us through this psalm, these simple words that we have memorized for years, every one of us can quote them I pray Lord it will be more than words in our minds it will be truth in our heart speak to us Lord walk with us guide us in the right paths meet every need we pray in Jesus name let's stand our heads are bowed our eyes are closed maybe this morning you have a need and I know we've already had a time of invitation but Maybe this morning you want to come and just love on your shepherd a little bit. Tell him how much you love him. Maybe you've got a need you want to bring to him. I want to give you the opportunity to rejoice in this moment. Rejoice in this truth. The Lord, he is my shepherd. I shall not want... He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters, and He restores my soul. Do you need your soul restored? He'll do that for you. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, some of you have walked that valley in recent days. I will fear no evil, Because you are with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the very presence of mine enemies. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you, Lord, that you are our shepherd.